Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Roots of Life podcast. If you'd like to know more about the Roots of Life podcast, feel free to reach out to us at rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com. For everything Roots of Life, you can go to rootsoflifepodcast.com. There's blog posts, there's all the previous episodes that we've recorded, everything you want to know or hear about is on that website. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Roots of Life podcast. My name is Taylor. I am one half of the hosts on the Roots of Life podcast, joined by, he just moved to Vancouver Island, James Fitzgerald. What up? (laughs) I'm doing this podcast today from my parents' bedroom. Your parents' bedroom? From my parents' bedroom. Because my pretty princess room. No, my pretty princess room is used for um, fittings when my mom needs to do fittings for her business. So, So for the people that don't know, (laughs) what does your mother do? My mom is a seamstress. She makes uh, prom dresses. She alters prom dresses. She makes wedding dresses. Pretty much anything to do with dresses and or sewing. She's she's got it down. You want to know what the coolest part about your mom's job is? That I have twenty seven dresses in my room. <laughs> no, maybe I don't know. Maybe for you. No, it's not. But that I great. always one of my favorite parts about your mom's job was coming over and like when we were twelve, thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. and all the seventeen, eighteen year old girls would come over at prom time. And they're like getting dresses on and like getting all like good looking, and they're all like these fine ass honeys. Yeah, and it was just great to see all these pretty looking girls. It really was. I that was probably like the best. My my childhood was great. There was always like good looking older girls showing up, and I was like, yeah. Especially when you're like a, a young young male, like twelve to fifteen or whatever. The the it was always weird though, because you're like, for me, it's like there's been more naked girls in my room than like I can count, and I've seen maybe like four of them total. <laughs> like, anyways. Today's episode, we decided to talk about some some weird stuff that we've read on the internet. I This last week, I've just been kind of collecting weird things that I've found on Facebook or people have sent to me. So I thought I'd share some of them. The first, we're going we're gonna to start off kind of mellow and then we'll, we'll amp it up till the end here. So the first ones, we have some plants we can talk about that actually are beneficial for you to have in your bedroom. Speaking of bedrooms, why why would anybody want plants in their bedroom? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because they look nice, or because plants actually produce oxygen, which helps you breathe, which is great, because breathing is kind of what keeps you alive. But hey, each to each their own. So Jimmy, w- what is the first plant that people want to maybe keep in their bedroom? Um, the first plant that people maybe want to keep in their bedroom is aloe vera. So aloe vera actually has a, a few really good benefits. Um, one, it works amazing if you get a sunburn or if you burn yourself in any way. Um, you can cut it open, put it on the burn. So it's great. It's kind of good to have around the house um, for just for medical purposes. But it also produces oxygen and is easily maintained so that's that's another big benefit you don't have to be like watering it every week or paying attention to it it's easily maintained it's pretty close to being a cactus so it's pretty easy 
Do you have any aloe vera in your house, Taylor? I don't, but I have... My mom always used to keep aloe vera in the house, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things that we used for everything. Yeah. She always kept it, she always kept it in the fridge, I remember, and so whenever there was a burn or a cut or uh, they're great for sunburns, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure aloe vera, because of the way, like, I think it's the way it produces the oxygen, it will actually help, like, keep produce fresh. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's, like, tons of weird little things you can get aloe vera and like you know you can get the gel or you can like use it for different things but i've heard of people using it for mouthwash i've never heard of that that's cool yeah it's obviously just like an alternative i think because i'm sure some people probably aren't comfortable using like the listerine yeah, the which has like alcohol and in, in it, it and yeah because obviously we all know fluoride's bad for you. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> yeah, I've had aloe water as well, and that's really good. I've, I don't know if you can like make it yourself, but because I'm not sure how edible the plant is unless you do something with it. But aloe water is pretty good. You can buy it at the grocery store. Anyways, Man, have you ever had the the juice with the little like jelly things in it? Yeah, isn't that like the aloe like aloe water? It has jelly things like in the it. big the big green. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Containers. Yeah, yeah, dude, that that stuff's so good. So good. That stuff's some that stuff's amazing. At first, it's weird though because you get those like jelly things. You're like, whoa, I gotta eat while I'm drinking or whatever. But it's so good. It took me a couple to get used yeah. to it, but once you once I did get past that initial what is this it was it was one of my favorite drinks for a long time yeah i i used to drink it all the time haven't had it in a while oh and the other thing about aloe is it helps you sleep apparently because it actually produces oxygen at night is what i've been what i've read here it actually produces oxygen at night whereas most plants they produce oxygen during the day when they're getting sunshine when when photosynthesis can occur but as you were saying with in the fridge that it works to pr- produce oxygen when the doors close it's dark so i'm sure that's probably um part of the allure to using aloe vera in that way our second plant is lavender as many people know it has a calming and relaxing effect it uh, actually helps to alleviate a lot of anxiety and just this the aroma alone for example like lavender oil is used in a lot of therapies, um, like aromatherapy. I do know, I have heard of people using like a lavender essential oil for, um, to help with, pretty sure it has like antioxidant effects. Oh yeah. Okay. So it, it, it helps uh, with destroying bad, like gut bacteria and all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can use it for that. I have also heard of people using lavender for for healthy hair. Really? Lavender for healthy hair. Yes. I think I think a lot of like oils when you put like certain essential oils into your hair, it's really good for them. I've know um Ashley uses a lot of like coconut oil or argan oil and things like that. So I think there's just a lot of different oils that are good for the hair. See, I, I'm no, I'm definitely no hair expert. Yeah, but, neither am I. <laughs> but our hair, obviously, like we all know that our hair does produce a natural oil. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine what happens, what would happen when you put 
oils with certain like nutrients and vitamins in your hair right and then within your scalp right obviously like your skin you know will soak those up and i think you know the when your scalp you know begins to soak up those nutrients and vitamins from like the other oils that you're introducing to it and then that like right on the scalp those nutrients and vitamins would get into like your hair cuticles mm-hmm. and everything which i think kind of makes sense and just how it would have a positive benefit on your hair yeah exactly i know i use uh i use certain oils for my for my beard um like it smells like sandalwood so i'm sure it's like sandalwood oil or something but it's really cool it smells great and i feel like a man when i'm wearing it it, it boosts my confidence honestly i put this stuff in i'm like yeah i worked on my beard today i feel great i'm gonna go take on the world that's awesome man <laughs> i know it's weird because it's just an oil that i put on my face and i'm like yeah i'm awesome now there's a certain a certain aspect to getting like grooming yourself and making yourself feel good yeah. you know that uh what's just like when you break it down like the what is that look good feel good you yeah. know like if you look good if you've put on like nice clothes that day and you've like groomed yourself and you feel like you look good then you're gonna feel good about yourself as opposed to wearing sweatpants i mean if that's what you like to wear and that's what you think you look good in i'm not bashing the sweatpants but you know to take care of yourself has like it makes you feel good it makes you feel confident definitely so I can't grow a beard, or I'm sure that would be something that I would gravitate towards as well. I mean, you got that beautiful goatee going on right now. Like, I, I can't even I can't even do my hair anymore because my hair is just getting so ridiculously long. It's becoming this. It's becoming an issue. I think. Yeah, I gotta cut my hair. I've got too many grays showing right now. I gotta get rid of that. I'm gonna skip out of these plants. Let's get into some more weird stuff. Let's. Let's move on a little bit. Let's get a little weirder, a little deeper into the to the world of weird. So The world of weird. It's my favorite world. <laughs> so we all know we have cultures across different countries, different groups, and there are a few subcultures that I have found that are more on the fringe, the weirder groups of people. So some of those would include juggalos which um i'm sure a lot of people have un- have heard of those people are they basically come from the band called the insane insane clown posse so back in like the 90s early 2000s there was a band a group called the insane clown posse they had some really violent and crazy lyrics but it was also pretty cool uh, some of those, some people that listened to them got really into it and started dressing up like clowns. And some of those people, basically like the 1%, also decided to take on the persona of the insane clown posse and start killing people and being very violent and, according to this article, disgustingly misogynistic. So... They're a group that's literally based on misogyny and violence in like in more the extreme version of them. Um, that's it's kind of what the the lyrics of this band were were about. So this group is just kind of crazy. They've actually been classified as a gang because of the like the one percenters that just go out there and kill people. I call it great branding. 
these guys were smart enough to create a loyal following that they were able to capitalize on and create an income from. Yeah, really, it is. And that's ultimately what a lot of bands and companies and businesses have to do, right? Yeah. You know, for everybody that has ever listened to any hip-hop song ever, we've probably you've probably heard the song Stan by Eminem. And now long-term loyal fans of Eminem call themselves Stan. And that's just like an instant like recognition thing that like, People know you're a diehard, right? And then I know another company, kind of funny, that calls their fan base best friends. And clearly they're not the guy's best, the business's best friends, but it's a way to be recognized as part of that group. So they've like created a tribe for themselves and created a group. So it's really interesting. Uh, I also, it's funny because... One of the guys from Insane Clown Posse is recently been like, I guess, how do you say, like Twitter beefing with a local Vancouver rapper. Oh, really? That I know, a local guy that I, I've uh, talked to once in a while. You know, I know I'm on a pretty minuscule level, I guess, but he posts some of the things because I guess the Vancouver guy is dating his one of the Insane Clown Posse guys' ex girlfriends. So oh, wow. it's pretty funny. That's kind of funny. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't necessarily see the appeal in the whole clown thing. Yeah. But I have, but I think they were also kind of before our time. Yeah, a little bit. You know, like we kind of, when we probably got into that kind of stuff, we were probably on the tail end of their career, like their, when they were big. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're geared towards more like, like rednecks. In a way, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. They're kind of in a way just really dark violent they they seem in in my opinion kind of almost unintelligent you know in in some of the things they've said i i know i listened to a few of their songs back in the day i was never really a fan of it um there was just a couple i liked listening to because when you're a teenager sometimes you're just angry and you're like yeah i'm gonna listen to some angry music and insane clown posse was one of those ones that i like to listen to i listened to some of them too i found them more comical than anything which i think was something that they did really well was it was a pretty fucked up humor, yeah. but it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. You know? And I don't think they're like, yeah, a lot of it was very misogynistic, but being a teenager, that is something that you kind of gravitate towards just because like we said before, like, obviously you're going through puberty, all these hormones are going and you're thinking about all these like relationships that you have with females and obviously, and then, you know, you end up with a lot of, weird ideas in your head about just what relationships are and all this kind of shit and then these guys are kind of like talking about stuff and you're like oh and then it gives you i don't know it was something to latch on to i guess yeah going through those kind of like in that time of my life where when you're going through those kind of experiences and you're having those kind of thoughts it was something to latch on to but it definitely was not something that lasted i don't think it had it wasn't a timeless piece of art in any way shape or form fair enough yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like if you really look into like the lyrics of sublime where you're saying like they're they're really funny and great like everyone loves sublime but then when you really look into it you're like that's really dark but like everybody kind of like oh yeah they're great they're they're awesome we should all listen to them but at the same time i don't know maybe we shouldn't (laughs) because that's really dark stuff yeah absolutely so jimmy what is another subculture out here in the world another weird subculture that we can talk about um, another one it would be rubber dollars. 
that there are people that like to dress up as rubber dolls. How do you dress up as a rubber doll? Rubber masks, fake skin, whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know how to like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, why would you, yeah, they wear like rubber masks that look like dolls, dolls faces kind of thing. Um, I just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it's all like men that do it. From what I've read, like it's no similar to being like it's not. Men do it. Yeah, I don't think it's all men. Of course, there's always, always people in different, in these subcultures that are mixed genders. But yeah, it's just so crazy. It's, they wear like life size rubber suits, um, and like rubber masks, just looking like very realistic as um, rubber dolls. Apparently, they also have um, very realistic-looking body parts, um, including breasts and genitalia that come with these body suits. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I, I don't even, like, I don't even know where to go with this. It's just one of those weird ones that I'm like, I, I've never heard of that before, and it's something new. And it's outside of my realm of the world. Yeah, I feel... I feel like that would be more common in Asia. You think so? Like I feel, yeah, I think in the East that would be more common. I'm sure there's people in the West yeah. who do, but I've heard of the decline of of the uh, Japanese, like I guess the the population growth has declined because of the fact that men are now not so interested in having actual relationships with women oh. as opposed to like now they're having relationships with on the internet and they feel like the, the or or with or with dolls yeah like actual sex oh. dolls that they feel that they can take care of and things of that nature and so yeah just, i don't know I've, I've heard of those kind of things before in the east and so i feel like that would be a more common thing over there yeah but maybe I could be that could just be me. I mean, I read I read like a few like a few years ago, maybe even like five years ago now that um, Japan was having this big this big fad happening and it was called bageling. Haven't heard of it. Yeah, they were implanting like silicone into their foreheads, like a silicone like bulb, like bulbous kind of thing. And then you press the center in. So then it's like it looks basically like you have a bagel on your forehead and it's like inside your skin. And it's super weird. I don't know if like, I don't know if you can get that out later on in life. If you're like, you know what? I don't want a bagel on my forehead anymore. But that was a the thing they were doing. It was like a big circle with a hole in the center. Like not a hole, but like an indent in the center. And it looked basically like you had a bagel under your skin. So I don't know. It's just come on, kind of like weird fads all over the world. Speaking of rubber dolls, I was I also watched a video the other day that rubber sex dolls are now being given AI intelligence, like artificial intelligence, so that you can and they learn from you and and so they they become more and more able to anticipate your your needs or your conversation, however it's going to be, and you basically like live with this sex robot that's fucking crazy right that's just i don't know 
that doesn't surprise me though that seems like the next step in ai and robotics Mm -hmm. i mean besides the whole sex sex doll aspect of it to be able to put rubber and silicone over a robot and give it ai it seems like the next step in robotics like people you know i think there's going to be that that transition where obviously like ai becomes more common and common Mm -hmm. same with robotics but then people i have seen way too many movies obviously but i think (laughs) the next the next thing is that people aren't going to be comfortable with it enough maybe until they look like humans but then there's going to become the problem of differentiating the two yeah when is the ai going to become too human and And when they look human how are you going to be able to tell what's what and at that point is it going to matter that's what the that's where the turing test comes in there's supposed like I don't know that Turing one. test is basically how they test AI to see if it can um if it's close to being like of human intelligence and if you can tell that it's not. So basically like the the biggest thing that AI wants to go for is to be able for you to tell not be able to tell that it's not human, which is pretty crazy. Have you seen oh, I don't even remember the name of the movie. Ex Machina? Maybe that's the one. Might be. Where the guy goes out to the cabin I or think, whatever, yeah. and there's the other guy with the AI in the like basement, yeah. and he has to like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's a crazy yeah, movie. It I sure. love it. It's so good. Yeah, that movie was badass. Oh, the ending's yeah. crazy, too. Anyways. The girl gets out, right? She kills everyone, and she leaves? Don't tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, the movie's been out for multiple that's years. True. People should know. Yeah. Go watch it, though. It's so. amazing. Yeah, it's a good movie, and it's kind of right in line with what we're talking about really here. Is. So, okay, the next weird thing. Let's do this. Feeders—they're people that find more sexually arousing to feed someone than actually having sex. So they just feed people until until basically pretty close to ex- like them exploding, which it goes well with those people that really just want to like get as fat as possible because that's another subculture of people that that's what they want to do so feeders are people that just love to feed uh people they keep them very well fed um it's predominantly male in this subculture where they feed their their wives or their girlfriends to the point of them being morbidly obese it's a really interesting group um I'll, I'll go to this last one here, other kin. They are a group of people that believe that they are not completely human. So other kin are people that think that they are um, partly animal or were supposed to be born as an animal. So they a lot of them go and get like surgical procedures that make them look more and more like an animal for example there are some people that get surgical procedures to get these long fangs and split their top lip um so that they end up looking kind of like a cat and they get cat eyes implants well not they don't implant cat eyes but they get the uh they can either tattoo their eyes a certain way or they get contacts and they've piercings that look like whiskers and things like this they wear cat ears or have implants for those it's pretty cool in terms of just like seeing like wow you did that to your body and that's how you want to be that's really cool but it's also kind of kind of weird 
it's just we're talking about weird stuff today so it, it's kind of weird yeah the way that it's explained in this article is that a lot of these people they almost feel like um like transgendered people do being born in the wrong body where they feel that they're supposed to be where they're born as a female uh, a woman and feel like they should be a man these people are born as a human and feel they should be a cat a fox a bird a dragon be mythical or non-mythical it's it's an interesting subculture i want to ask you a question just because this is kind of feeds into your uh professional field is like what is your take on this from from a psychological aspect like do you think that there's some truth to how these people feel or do you feel like there's some kind of i don't know i want to say like disorder or you know something that like kind of pushes them to not want to have to deal with life in a certain way where they kind of reside into themselves and they feel like they can hide behind this like mask well, with a lot of these subcultures, there are a lot of people that have basically just said that they don't fit into society or they, they've re rejected society completely. So I don't really know if there's a, any kind of disorder with it or anything like that, but they're definitely people that don't believe in the society that we have. They don't, they don't think they fit in or they don't think it's, it's a, a good kind of vibe, I guess. And they go off and decide this is the way I want to live and this is who I want to be and this is who I am. And so they, they, uh, they're either the feeders, the other kin, these, the juggalos, whatever, but that's who they, how they believe their society should be or who they want to be. So it's, it's really interesting. It's really cool that, that we have a world that's so diverse with so many different like subcultures and people in it that do these different things. But again, it's it's outside of the norm, so it's interesting. It's cool. But yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a a disorder or anything, or even if it's like legitimate. But I mean, looking at the picture of this this man that I have in front of me, he has he has tattoos that look kind of like a, a tiger markings, with these huge fangs. Um, his lip is split in the middle. Um, he's got cat eyes and tons of piercings to look like whiskers i don't think you'd go that far if you weren't genuinely like this is who i am because that's a lot <laughs> but yeah i disagree i feel like people are trying to like i feel like at that point they they don't have a sense of self mm -hmm. and so they're trying to like hide behind something else okay yeah. i feel i don't know like that's i feel like people don't they're just trying to hide and like mm -hmm. not deal with life at that point. And they're trying to identify with something else that is not actually who they are. So that they don't have to, to go through life and actually like make something of themselves besides just, they don't have to confront their own demons. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I think that if you're going to that extreme to be something that you're not, then there's something that you know you should probably be addressing that you're not addressing you know and i think something like that usually comes from your childhood some kind of some experience or uh past trauma that you probably went through uh maybe that you're not even aware of maybe they are on a, on like a second or third life and their first life was being a cat so they have this weird connection to their first life, their previous life where they were a feline 
and now they believe this is how they should be yeah i actually i want to get into something else quickly for a minute or two um i watched this tv show recently 13 reasons why Mm -hmm. have you heard of it i have i've heard um i've heard good things about the show but i've heard that it promotes suicide almost in a glorified way I haven't watched it though, so I I don't have my own. So opinion okay, on it. I, I just finished the show last night. Okay. There's one season; it's 13 episodes, and I got through it. And I finished it last night. That's I, I'm not usually the type of person to binge watch Netflix, but I actually ended up doing. Did you that. watch the whole thing? Uh, I got a little. Not all. Okay. No, no. I watched it the whole thing over probably four or five days, okay. but I got into like three episodes last night. Because I got towards the end, and then obviously I was like, I have to finish this, because I was like, damn it. Like, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily know if I would agree with it promotes suicide. Like, it definitely gets pretty graphic at times, and it just really, to me, I think it made perfect sense. Like, to me, it depicted exactly what I think of when I think of, like, high school in the United States. Okay. Like, it, I I thought it it showed that so well in terms of how I compare high school there to here. Obviously, I don't know what high school is like there because I didn't go to high school there. But anyways, my point, what I want to talk about was the one girl gets raped and she doesn't remember because she was like hammered. Mm-hmm. Like she was like passed out in her bed and and then someone went in and raped her and it was like her boyfriend's best friend. Oh, wow. And so basically... Like her boyfriend's basically poor and her his best friend is like rich. And so his best friend obviously like helps him out and does all this stuff for him. So he feels like this like obligation to his best friend to not do anything. And so he basically lies to his girlfriend and tell her that like, no, nothing happened because everybody kind of found out about it. But he convinced everybody that like, no, it was me in there that night, not anybody else. And so you didn't get raped like we just had sex and you were really drunk. Mm. But the girl kind of slowly starts to figure it out. And she kind of starts having these like flashbacks. And over time, like throughout the duration of the show, she starts getting really fucked up. Like she starts drinking a lot and like, there's no real evidence as to why necessarily, but she starts getting like, she starts like drinking at school and she's got like these bottles of booze hidden under her bed. And she starts like, getting like really fucked up and it's basically because there's this trauma in her life that she's not consciously aware Mm of there's something happening internally and unconsciously that her body is dealing with and her brain is dealing with but she doesn't understand why and then near the end of the show it comes out and like it breaks out into the open that like no he did rape you my point being of this is that these people are dealing with things on the surface in a physical way because they're trying or neglecting to deal with what they might not necessarily be conscious and aware of underneath that happened to them in the past. So like, you know, hypothetically something happens to child. Mm -hmm. They maybe don't remember it because the memory isn't super vivid or anything they neglect to address the situation as they get older and then they find something to grab onto next thing you know they have this weird fucking obsession with cats and all of a sudden they feel like the only person they connect to with 
is cats because they've been neglected through like whatever their parents or they don't have this kind of relationship with people and next thing you know they feel like they are a cat and they're dressing up and they're getting tattoos in their eyes and whiskers on their face and splitting their lip and doing whatever because they don't because there's this shit underneath that they're not dealing with yeah that's a that's a very like that's a good possibility it it definitely uh, it goes along with um, trauma informed practice. That's basically what it says. Is there's these a lot of these kids like the the troubled youth, the ones that need a lot of help, the ones that are drug addicted or whatever. They they have some trauma that they just they don't know how to deal with, and a lot of it's like very similar to PTSD, um, where you have all of these problems, uh, very widespread, and it's hard it's hard to basically pin down what it could be and especially for kids where they don't have that 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 processing skill where they can say this is what's wrong with me like this is what i've gone through and especially when you're really young you don't even remember some of those things so it definitely makes sense i see your i see your point yeah it's a good one yeah with that being said let's move on to maybe one more and then we'll move on to the uh some of the other all right weird topics but let's get one more subculture here one more subculture. Give okay. me a good one, Jimmy. Oh, I've got a, I've got a couple. Would you? Uh, I want one. Just one? one. Okay, we'll go with, we'll go with this one. There are people out there that believe they are vampires. They believe they are real vampires. They believe. Okay. Yeah, they believe that uh, they are missing something um, in their life force. They need and they need to basically feed off of people to gain this this missing part of their life force. So there's two different kinds of these these vampires. Um, there are the uh, psychic vampires they, who suck people's energy out of them to feed, and then there are sanguinarian vampires which actually feed on people's blood so these people they actually drink people's blood or drain energy from people (laughs) but it says here's some of them drain energy from crowds so they don't deplete one person it's i don't i don't know how they do that Uh, I, i i just don't understand like where you'd be doing that it's cool belief though you're a vampire it's like I like I understand like the draw. There's like that raw sexuality and power from vampirism, like especially in like old movies. You're like, oh, that guy's like super powerful and just like ultra beautiful, and he's just like that forever. So like I get where like people would be like, oh, this is what I am, because it's kind of a, it's almost it's almost like they're superheroes in a way. They're and they just have like one flaw, which is like, oh, they have to drink human blood sometimes. I like the sun too. I like the sun too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't know if they're like, oh, I'm a vampire and can't be in the sun. I would assume. I would think so. I would think that, yeah, like you wouldn't go in the sun. You would probably mentally have some kind of reaction to sunlight yeah. and you just choose not to be. There's there people like actually who are allergic to the yeah. sun. And so they like can't go outside. Or they have to be like fully dressed in black, fully covered kind of thing when they do go out. Yeah, I can understand why maybe those people would think of themselves as vampires. Actually, yeah, that kind of makes that kind of makes sense. I can see that being like, oh, hey, I'm actually 
allergic to the sun, so I identify with this subculture, which is cool. But yeah, it actually absolutely. says here that a lot, there's not, um, there are almost no violent crimes committed by this uh, this group because of the prejudice that they already have. They try to be very peaceful and based on consent, so that's kind of cool. At least they're not the evil kind of vampires. That'd be such a conversation to have. Hey, I'm a vampire, but I don't fuck people up. Can I get some of your blood? Right? That'd be kind of interesting. Hey, I I need to drink your blood. So, I mean, I wonder what they do. Like, do they get, like, medical bags and insert, like, an IV? Or do they get, like, needles and little capsules and, like, draw it and just, like... Shoot it? Do they I drink think, it? Uh, like, what are they doing? I think some oh, of them do also think get, about, like, like the STDs. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. Like, man, you could get a lot of, like, this is a very dangerous subculture for the person, like, in it. You can get a lot of, like, diseases and things from drinking someone's blood. It's a very, like, you'd have to be very careful. And I think similar to the other kin, they all, some of them also get, like, um, implants of big fangs as well. Like, they, like, permanent. So I'm I'm sure some of them might say, "Hey, I'm a vampire. Can I suck your blood?" And there might be another person that's into like blood play that'll be like, "Cool, do it." And then they actually bite them. So I'm sure that's probably a thing as well somewhere in there. Crazy. Yeah. I I actually have one more subculture that I want to talk about quickly Let's do it. because it's kind of an interesting one. Anti they're calling it anti-vaxxers. Oh yeah. Yeah. People who are opposed to vaccinations, mm-hmm. which is an interesting one because it kind of depends on uh, the approach that you take to it. But I kind of agree with it in a sense that I don't know if I would want to force my children to get vaccinated I'm- uh, because I, I kind of take like a holistic, uh, natural approach to to my life mm-hmm. i guess in just in the sense that like i feel like our bodies can develop these things on our own i mean and a lot of it though the vaccines you get it's not like hey this is so you don't get the flu this is it's like this is so you don't get polio or smallpox or meningitis it's like the stuff that like literally kills people and these are all like diseases that have almost been eradicated until the point where now there's so many um people that are anti-vaxxers they're basically coming back kind of thing people are getting these things again but that's just yeah it's an interesting one because they i've definitely heard more and more about it in the past few years yeah it's becoming like a, a prominent subculture almost yeah i don't know for the same reason like i I don't want to have kids because I don't want to be responsible for someone else's right. life. I don't want to have to make those decisions. <laughs> I can hardly take care of myself, let alone a child who might have some fucked up life because I'm making decisions for yeah. them. Like that seems so twisted. I don't think I'm in any position to do so. Yeah. the Like I, I've never been one to like get the flu shot. I got it last year uh, because, because I needed to get it for work. But I don't, I don't really agree with flu shots because I'm like, you know what? Like, your body can fight the flu. Maybe when you're like a young child or or, or older, 
you might need to get the the flu shot because your your immune system's lower it's not as good as like a an like a middle-aged healthy person you or a younger healthy person you need you that has a great immune system you might need that boost whereas like when it comes to the anti-vaccination stuff it's i see that as like you're you're not vaccinating people for things that they can't stop with their immune system so it's just different theories i guess i've i don't think i have i think i'm missing like one of my vaccination shots from when i was a kid i don't even like i haven't gotten a shot like a vaccination shot since i was probably like 10 yeah. or 12 well you got the ones in you got the ones if, in high school if... like no didn't? i didn't like the hepatitis a no. b or whatever nope I didn't get any shots in high school. Not that I can remember. Or yeah, well, maybe was, I did. I think elementary school you get a few, and then you get like redone in high school as well. Yeah, I think I made the choice to in high school not to. Nice. Fair enough. For whatever reason, I was like, no, like I have no problem with needles or yeah. anything. I think it was just literally a choice that I had made for myself. And that, that see, and that, and that's something that I've always been conflicted on and i think i've talked about it on the podcast before where i explained the fact that even when i was 11 or 12 years old i was very opinionated as a child in the way that i wanted to be respected like an adult mm -hmm. i wanted to be able to make my own decisions and be responsible for my own life and yeah i think we had a discussion one time about i think you had actually reminded me of the story where you know like I I said things that were, I mean, I like to think of, like, f that were told from, like, an adult stature, like an adult's kind of perspective. Yeah. But because it came from a child, adults didn't respect the opinion. And I always felt like, even as a child, I was able to give respect, but I was, like, because I was a child, I never got respect. And that was an issue with me, and I wanted to be able to make my own decisions, and obviously, like, yes, like, I was a child and I didn't know everything, but I felt like I was smart enough to make my own decisions. And so, and that's where I have a problem with the idea of me raising a child is, like, I don't want to have to make those decisions for someone because I wanted to make those decisions for myself and I felt like I took ownership of my own life. Yeah. And, I, like... And that's hard for me to do for someone else because I feel like I can't do that because I always wanted to do that for myself, you know, and it's, yeah, it's something that I've always been conflicted with. And so that makes sense though. I can't, you, everyone wants respect, right? So even, as, and even as a young kid, that feeling's still there. I, I know I was, I was always thinking like, Hey, you're an adult and you're not showing me that respect, but I have to still show it to you. And it's weird. I was never one to get upset about it and like actually say anything because I'm still really not that person. But um, it's yeah, it was always there where we're thinking like, hey, this is weird. I don't I don't know if this is OK, but it kind of makes sense because you're the adult. So you should know more than me. But yeah, make it's it's strange. But speaking of taking control of your own life. Let's move on to the next slightly terrifying weird thing. Would you like to explain it? Because you were really excited when I showed you this one. The roller, the roller coaster, coaster of, of death. death. 
the roller coaster uh, of okay, death. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I think I'm just going to kind of read the article oh, yeah, because it. it's, it's cr- probably the best way to go. So this is called, the article is called The Roller Coaster of Death. It says, death is terrifying, so why not make it exhilarating instead? That's the purpose of the euthanasia coaster. A giant Big Dipper designed aimed at taking its passengers through a series of extreme drops and loops that would create euphoria and then kill them by starving the brain of oxygen. This macabre invention is the brainchild of Lithuanian engineer Juli Jonas Urbonas? Juli Jonas Urbonas? I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Who designed it in 2010 as a PhD candidate in design interactions at the Royal College of Art in London. He who developed a romance for amusement parks during the years he worked at one saw this horror movie scenario as an alternative death ritual propelling people at the afterlife, as he puts it. Humanely with elegance and euphoria. No one's actually built it yet, as a, except as a scale model. Um, so yeah, basically, you get on a roller coaster, you go through a bunch of loops, and you... Because of the excitement and the adrenaline, you develop this sense of euphoria. And then, uh, does it actually go high enough to starve the brain of oxygen? Or is it because of a giant dip? I didn't get that far. You plummet into a long, steep plunge, followed by the first 360-degree loop. That's where most riders would die, apparently. And traveling at 100 meters per second person would experience a g-force induced loss of consciousness due to lack of oxygen reaching the brain which often causes a sense of euphoria just in case that first loop doesn't kill you though there's six more oh my yeah, goodness so it's like oh that was sweet that loop didn't kill me here's six more and they just get smaller so it's like more and more g-force so you go around faster oh yeah. wow the roller coaster would be more than three times the height of the world's tallest roller coaster the Kingdom Ka, which took 18 months and $25 million to construct. That's crazy high. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How high does, does it say how high it is? No, but thinking that the world's highest roller coaster and then three times that, I'm like, that's got to be high. Looking at this scale yeah. model picture, it's ridiculous, though. There's, yeah. It starts. And the first one's supposed to kill you? Yeah. Roller coasters are already, like, not the, like, they're not the safest contraptions. They're kind of scary. But they're fun. They are super fun. The The part that makes it fun, though, is that you're like, man, what if this thing jumps off the tracks and I die? Awesome. <laughs> this one? It's, it's happened, actually too. actually die, though. Yeah, it has. It's, it's one of those things that you think will never happen to you, but it's happened, like, much too often. Mm-hmm. It's happened in, like, Western Canada multiple times. I've heard of it happening at our playland in Vancouver here. I've heard it happening on the roller coaster in Edmonton, which I've been on multiple times. Yeah, and you know, (laughs) so the thought of that is pretty insane. So, yeah. Uh, Let's go on to the next part, Jimmy. Okay, this part I'm, like, super into right now. This part's really cool. This article is from August last year. There is a way to classify aliens. If you want to know what kind of alien you've found when you've been abducted, 
This is how you do it. You got to ask them a few simple questions just to get to the bottom of it. So type one alien civilization, they are also called a planetary civilization. They can use and store all of the energy which reaches its planet from its parent star. So that's like solar energy um, or geothermal because the sun heats the planet and then the planet gives off heat. We use it to produce energy. That is some crazy So shit. that is the basic lowest type of civilization. We are below that because we do not use enough of those that energy the way we should. We should be using more of it, more of that sustainable energy. We would actually be on this scale after someone nicely has nicely done the math for us in 2015 our total energy consumption would have put us at 0.72 on this uh kardashev scale of aliens so kardashev is nikolai kardashev he's a soviet astronomer that proposed this scale in 1964. so type 2 civilization he says is a civilization that can harness the total energy of its planet's parent star. So it's basically like uh, it can like like a vacuum just suck up the entire star, use all of the energy that it that it possesses, and puts off, which is really cool. Going out there stealing the sun, all that crazy stuff. Thirdly before they insert your anal probe, you got to ask them if they can control the energy of the scale on the scale of its, of their entire host galaxy. So it goes anything that reaches your planet, anything from the star in front of you straight to the galaxy. So a type three civilization can absorb an entire galaxy. For example, the Milky way, that black hole in the center, Maybe it's not just a black hole. It's an alien device devouring our galaxy. That's it. That's the crazy shit right there. Type 3 aliens are going to suck us up shit. one day. <laughs> Although by the time that happens, our star have, will, have ex will have exploded. But anyways, that's how you classify aliens. I think it's really cool. I would, I would love to live... To the to see us become a type one civilization. Oh man, I think it's uh, it's proposed that within the next hundred to two hundred years, it's a possibility. Well, hopefully one hundred years. I won't even live to be another hundred years. Like I won't live another hundred years because I doubt I'll live to be one hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I had another to think about that. Five. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right uh but but yeah that's super cool man isn't it i thought so i really like the topic of like aliens and weird stuff like that to think that we're not even three quarters of the way to like a type one which is like the most yeah. basic of them although um tesla may be on the way to pushing us towards that type one with their new solar roofs their new solar roof panels we will be able to harness even more energy from the sun which would be really cool. They're putting solar panels on the top of their cars. No. Tesla has made 
solar roof panels. They look like shingles, and each one of them is a solar panel, and you covered your entire house with it. Wow. Well, like your entire roof, I guess, which is pretty sweet. And they're, they have a, a guarantee, a lifetime guarantee, because they're supposed to be so durable and, and like basically indestructible that if they do break, Tesla will just deal with it and fix it for you. Wow. The advancement of technology, my friend. Yeah. Think about how much you would save in money. In monies. In monies? Ooh, save that monies. Save that monies. Yeah, Tesla's actually worth more now than BMW because they're seen as not just an automobile company. So their investors are investing more because they see them as the company of the future. They've always done a pretty, pretty cool. good job at portraying that image right yeah they're doing well so i think that's pretty cool shout out to tesla shout out to tesla i'd like one of your cars please (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't we all (laughs) right anyways if you ever get abducted by aliens make sure before they bring you back you ask them what scale they get their energy from planet star or galaxy and then you'll at least have the knowledge to classify the aliens that you've been abducted by yeah at least you'll be able to classify them and you won't just be like ah somebody abducted me and i've lost three days of my life i don't know what happened and people won't just think you're some crazy person true so let's do a quick recap we've got some plants that are good for multiple benefits like aloe vera and lavender and then we've got some crazy-ass subcultures like mm-hmm. jugglos, anti-vaxxers. Other kin, vampires, people that like to dress up as dolls. You can classify what type of civilization people are or aliens are aliens, by yeah. defining what kind of energy they use. You can also kill somebody with a freaking roller coaster. Or yourself is what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to kill yourself on this roller coaster, yeah, I guess. You're supposed to make that choice. But somebody yeah. has designed a roller coaster that you can do that on. Yeah. Haven't built it. But hey, if you're a billionaire out there, there you go. Next project. I don't even think you have to be a billionaire, but you got to have a few million dollars in your pocket anyways. Yeah. I was just thinking of that other one was like $25 million and this one's supposed to be three times the height. So I'm like, eh. Yeah. I feel like... that's. The thing is, too, like as it gets higher, it's going to get more and more expensive because it's, yeah. it, as you get higher, it's going to, I think, like exponentially grow in terms of like the cost to build it. I think I think you're right. So on that note, that is episode 28 of the Roots of Life podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed some of the weird facts that we came up with today. We enjoy talking about it. So thank you, everybody. My name is Taylor. I am one half of the hosts on the Roots of Life podcast, joined by James Fitzgerald. Thank you, everybody, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Thanks, Rollers. Stay weird.